0: This show is part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Basically. We have friend of the show, favourite guest extraordinaire, Luke O'Neill, in studio with us for this, what we are going to call a pox cast. That was your idea, was That was my it? idea. I yes. want to copyright that. You can, I mean, that was you can <laughs> copyright <laughs> it all you want. It's so good. A poxcast. A poxcast. Yeah. Um, right. What's going on since we saw you last?
1: Well, where will I begin? I remember those dark days of the pandemic. You and you, you me be sitting here. The whole city empty. The whole you city empty. And, and people
0: here. asking us, can I have my wedding? Yeah, that was the main question. Yeah. Can I wedding? And it
1: was very interesting days, wasn't it really? It's hard to remember. And, and it kind of They're strange, not. they hard to forget. They certainly are, yeah. It's all over, yeah. Where will we start, yeah? uh, Start with COVID. But if you're a scientist, you see endless research is still happening. Lots of papers, lots of discoveries. Very exciting science, actually. And of course, the general public would need to know that. My mind you, many want to know because they were plugged in during the pandemic. Obviously, you know. The number one, well, there's two or three big questions. The first is long COVID. That's got really clear how severe that is, how common it is, how debilitating it is. And we knew anyway, you know. But also how vast, right?
0: It's not just one... Some people it's brain fog, some people yeah. it's physical fatigue, some people it's lung issues.
1: Exactly, yeah. And, and of course, every every lab that works on COVID, not every lab, but many, began to move towards, once the vaccines came along, the threat of the, of the virus itself began to go. But clearly, long COVID is going to be with us for years and years, you know. Mm-hmm. And some of this are frightening. I mean, now again, one in eight have it. That looks like the overall numbers have shaken down eventually, you know, of those one in eight, a fair few will have persistent, quite serious symptoms, you know, uh, and I bra- there's probably three different subtypes It depends on what, who you read, you know, uh, brain fog is a huge thing, fatigue is a big one, you know, but heart complaints and diabetes have emerged as, as, as erupting post-COVID yeah. when, when they weren't there before, so that's, a, um, and we knew this actually from the, f- the 1918 flu pandemic, probably created a long flu thing right and then maybe 15 years later an increase in heart attacks probably because of the injury the virus had done 15 years before you see now of course you can worry yourself on this and think oh god We've 10, 15 years ahead of us now and so many got infected. So you don't kind of get too uh, worried at the moment. But certainly the, the numbers are there. There's increased risk of heart disease and diabetes post-COVID. So Why, oh, it was like, never just about death then, really. And we, 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 were, we were saying that, remember, the, the immediate concerns we were dying. But of course, long COVID could have a huge effect on our, on our society in the years to come.
0: How is COVID? I don't understand the connection between COVID and diabetes, though.
1: That's an interesting one. Yeah, the pancreas must be getting damaged in some way is one idea. Because, of course, what diabetes is, you don't make enough insulin. That's, that's one reason. Because, of course, what diabetes means, you can't control your blood sugar. Mm-hmm. So if, if the virus damages the pancreas, that means that system is now But why would it damage kilter. the
0: pancreas more than a kidney?
1: Gets, infect, gets infected. You see, we know, we know the virus can infect many different tissues, you see. It might also provoke a kind of an autoimmune-type disease where your own immune system now begins to go into different tissues and begins to attack the tissues. There's all kinds of possible consequences. Of Of, of course, the only thing I'd say is viruses have been known for a long time to mess with your immune system. And so it's not just COVID it's that has just a long version. Yeah, that's Exactly, yeah. So any kind of viral infection is a risk of all this anyway. But there's so many have had COVID and they were naive when they got it, which meant it was a brand new host for the virus to infect. Everything was souped up, you see, is one idea. But again, it's, it's a very much a scientific question. A lot, a lot of work going on there, you see, to try and find out.
0: How do we feel about um, the new booster campaign and the new variants yeah. and well, how the sec- transmissible they The are.
1: second big issue has to be the winter, obviously, um, and what's going to happen. That's very hard to predict that, of course, there's many unknowns. Are you I, on Neffet now? I am,
0: oh. indeed. I'm so excited. Let's declare,
1: let's declare the conflict of interest of each, Lisa. Say with a pinch of salt. He's it's not Neffet. called Neffet.
0: What's it called? CAG.
1: The COVID Advisory Group,
0: right? Okay. So I'm on
1: CAG we're meeting this Thursday. We meet a lot, actually. Yeah.
0: How come I'm not on?
1: Well, you should be on it. I'll recommend you. For yeah, your, does, your I don't seat. have
0: any expertise, but yeah. I can definitely disseminate be the information. Give me the voice reason. Give yeah. me the voice of reason.
1: Um, yes, yeah, so a CAG is meeting a lot. So, so that one a big issue for CAG is the winter. What, what, one function of CAG is what they call horizon scanning. Uh, Steve okay. and Donnelly said this uh, what's coming up kind of you know now now the winter is a worry because we're all back indoors again mm-hmm. it's a respiratory virus it will go up in numbers because it's like the flu right mm-hmm. the question is how severe will it be um, and then with flu the worry would be it'll be a double punch because flu will go up for definite as well and look at Australia you see we're looking at a part of our horizon scanning Australia overwhelmed with flu flu season huge numbers of cases of flu and that's because of course people had not been you know exposed to flu, flu for a couple of years and now they're gonna to get sicker because the immune system is a great thing to stop you getting sick. That's what it does, basically. And your immune system is constantly being tickled by all these viruses. When we were all indoors, uh, locked in, as it were, with the, with the lockdown, your immune system went off the boil slightly, and now the virus comes back, and now you get sicker. That's the idea. So flu is more severe now, and then we would worry here in Ireland. Of course, and every country in northern Europe is now preparing. Every country is saying the same thing: if there's a flu, COVID. Double outbreak that mm-hmm. will put massive pressure on the hospital system. Now they're all over this. They know this is a risk, and right. Okay, it means trolleys, though it means extra bed capacity. If you're a doctor, you see you will be worrying. But is that it your a case going to get overwhelmed? You know,
0: is it a case that so many people have had COVID this year, even though it's that it's that small or the the mild variant? Let's say that. Maybe they won't get it again.
1: Precisely. My dream, not just me, uh, all the immunology community is saying, so that a wall of immunity is built up. Is the phrase that. You
0: but then some people are getting reinfected in uh, in like month in a number of weeks.
1: But that's not a bad thing as long as you're not getting sick or not getting, right, getting okay. severe. You see, so it's just like the common cold keeps reinfecting. You know, so if the wall of immunity is there, you might get a few symptoms like sniffles, but you won't get really sick, and that's the hope now. And when I see. The horse show, not that I was there, I watched it on the telly, some of it. I don't mind seeing these crowds because they're, they're all getting a little bit of infection, you see. And then also we know Omicron and, and BA5, they're slightly less pathogenic. So mm-hmm. that's a good thing because you might pick it up and not get sick anyway because the virus is slightly different. So, so the hope is that the wall of immunity will be there from natural infections, especially if you're vaccinated, by the way. The, now the evidence there is very strong. if you've you've gone through your vaccine course and that might be two three doses and you get infected huge immunity we think that could last for months and months and months so if you look at Ireland as a whole the vaccination rate as we would have discussed over the years we were worried that people Um, wouldn't take the vaccine massive rate of vaccination we're so happy with that Uh, one of the best in the world let's put it that way in terms of uptake and then secondly natural infection and that double combination, if you like, would give us hope that the winter won't be as severe as we might otherwise think. Now, we don't know that. And the big worry, the, the other worry is a new variant, like BA6, if that came along. It was a bit different to the previous ones that might get around the immunity that we have. And Does it we, look like that's anywhere? There's a couple of variants out there that they're looking at at the moment that are cropping up here and there, that and they're sort of studying them in a way, you know. Right. There's nothing yet to say, oh, there's a really nasty one about to erupt that will come here. But that is a worry and that's something to keep an eye on. If that happens, now the booster is so important, by the way, the booster will protect against any variant really if you think at this stage. So people take your booster when but offered.
0: didn't Moderna come out with a new a new vaccine that's specifically they for did. Omicron?
1: And look at the UK. We'll be discussing this on Thursday. But like the UK have said they're going to use that Moderna vaccine now. And it's two. It's a bivalent vaccine, which means the original vaccine plus uh, the new thing, yes. And that's in the one shot. That's very wise. Whether, whether NIAC say, let's buy in loads, of the, there's a cost implication. Now, the European Union will decide and we're we, we in that basket of countries. So mm-hmm. now, now, the truth is, the original vaccine still gives you a great boost anyway. Yeah. Because just you, you're, you're kicking the immune system for the fourth time here, basically. You know, and that should give protection against any variant. You know? But you'd be wise to use the latest one if it's available. That, that'll be a sensible thing to do with the view.
0: So we'll move on from COVID to <laughs> monkeypox which yeah. people are uh some people are concerned about other people are like oh well I'm not a gay man so it's fine uh then there we're learning that um animals are catching it babies are catching it how worried should we be and what 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 is this hell this wa- fresh hell I wouldn't
1: be too worried let's start with n- nothing like covid let's start with that yep. uh, it's in a different league entirely first of all different virus uh, the monkeypox virus is a DNA virus whereas as you know Seth, what, what's COVID what type of it's nucleic acid it's RNA correct it's an RNA virus it's an RNA
0: virus
1: isn't it wonderful you know oh, that I'm I so know. happy people know this it's my life's dream here you know um, I was in the barber he was just there. he knew about RNA and DNA virus he was chatting away with him um, so it's great so it's DNA virus and that, that makes it less RNA viruses are nastier first of all it's HIV is an RNA virus mm-hmm. flu is RNA you see pox viruses are DNA viruses now they're less troublesome overall because it, they don't change as fast
0: but didn't smallpox basically kill everyone
1: now the worst of them is smallpox by far uh, other, other pox viruses are less dangerous but smallpox was the worst by okay. far one in three died of that you see and that was the first vaccine ever was against smallpox of course and it's a great triumph of medicine was we elim- the only disease we've eliminated from the Earth, using vaccines, smallpox is gone. One in three died of that, you know. All through history, the Roman Empire, you know, half the people would die if the smallpox arrived. I didn't know what it was at the time, yes, yeah. But but the monkeypox is is a sibling of smallpox, but a lot weaker. That's the first thing. Uh, less than. 0.1% mortality, roughly. But the one that's around now, there's two different what I call clades, is the technical term. The West African clade is a lot weaker than the East, and that's the one that's around. Mm-hmm. So very low mortality. To die from this, you got to be either hugely immunocompromised, then you, then your immune system is overwhelmed, oh, wow. you die. But and not many are like that, obviously. But still, it's a nasty enough disease. You'll be sick for three or four weeks. Flu symptoms you know aches and pains fever is a big feature for three three weeks can you imagine mm-hmm. and you're out of work for three weeks as well and then there's awful lesions these Delusions, horrible the fluid filled pockmarks of course was the word they use for them you see so it's nasty enough you know nobody nobody wants to catch it, let's put it that way now the good news is the vaccine works against it and the smallpox vaccine actually because they're so related it's getting getting back to our COVID thing in a way, you know, that's like an earlier form. if you like that protects against monkeypox. Eighty five percent that, efficacy with that vaccine
0: is great. Does that mean the people who were so like my generation are not vaccinated against smallpox? But like my ma- like your generation yeah, are vaccinated yeah. against smallpox. Are you? We
1: don't really know. That's a good question. We, it could have waned. I mean, the smallpox vaccine is great, but it's I got vaccinated in the sixties for that, you know, yeah. and I'm I'm, I'm I'm now what is fifty years later kind of thing. So we don't know whether whether everybody who's at risk should be vaccinated with the, with the smallpox again. There is some. Evidence the smallpox does persist though for a while, but that's a question they're trying to address. Right. Um, but certainly, if you're in an, in an at-risk group, now what does that mean? You're a close contact with someone who who is at risk or who has it, right? And you yep. haven't got it yet. Go and get the vaccine. Uh, that, that that's the at-risk group. Can or you how, go and get the vaccine? Working? Or, well, or you do we yeah, do we have enough? Well, that's the next controversy. That I'm reading like you in the media how much supply there is. That they're saying there isn't sufficient supply to protect everybody at the moment. But well, that's just a supply question. I'm sure that'll be resolved. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the ones at risk very simple skin skin contact is how this spreads so anybody can catch it off anybody let's start with that fact just mm-hmm. the, it's in the little blister fluid you see so if you rub up against someone <laughs> and the blister bursts it can affect you and a clearly sexual activity is a great way to rub skin
0: Does that mean that you have to have the pockmarks to be infectious?
1: Yeah, that's true. There's no asymptomatic spread thankfully, unlike COVID which was a big malign feature of that virus was you could catch it off someone no symptoms. Someone has the blisters and the trouble is it might be dark. (laughs) You know, you mightn't see the damn blisters you see, so there's a risk there you see. But is is it not
0: down to people who have random blisters to be like, oh I better not go to a nightclub?
1: Anybody with these little blisters should immediately go to the GP first of all and get it checked out you see, and then isolate like we did with COVID and and, and just stop it spreading that's Message there, really.
0: But it might be the case that you have like one on your back and you don't know or see. That's the
1: trouble. The more blisters you have, the more likely someone will pick it up off you, obviously. You know, just keep an eye out for that. There's the gay community, the MSM community, rather, uh, it got into that community. That's just a coincidence. It's some, someone picked it up and they, be, they maybe they had the sex with a man and then the next man gets it and then it starts spreading in that community it could have been any community it's like HIV in a way it's, it's, uh, it's not sexually transmitted Yeah, it's just simply skin to skin contact of any kind there's a risk of catching it you see so. which
0: like there is a lot of during sex there is I hard think to avoid
1: I think isn't it to have sex, with sex I believe you have to have some skin skin
0: I <laughs> think sex. with the I think it's also been very unfortunate with pride month and all the pride parades across the globe that it's that is one of the reasons why it's spread in that community, yeah, more yeah. so than perhaps in in other communities. But you're absolutely not immune to it. Like if you're going to a nightclub,
1: yeah, you're going to be at risk of catching it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's that's, that's the the issue there in a sense.
0: But with the vaccine, are they vaccinating at risk groups? Just the MSM men who have sex with men. I don't know. I think you sort of self-identify,
1: if you know okay. what I mean. So you say, look, my partner, or I'm living in a house with someone who has monkeypox or that kind of thing, you know. Yeah. Uh, then you can go and get the vaccine because supply is an issue. So now they might increase supply, of course, and anybody who wants can go and get it then. But at the moment, it's restricted to certain identified people who need mm-hmm. it. You know? And then clearly, if you're immunocompromised and you think you might get exposed to it, you better get the vaccine because then you might get much sicker, you know. So they're, okay. they're the ones to keep an eye on it as well.
0: So if you, is like if you have HIV... Or does that's an immunocompromised? Very much
1: so. Yes, exactly. HIV would immune PrEP by definition. Mind you, the, the drugs are right there, so you know. But
0: that's what I'm saying, like you know, if you're on prep for that,
1: yeah, you should be all right. Then yeah, you should, be, yeah, all you should right. be okay. But even still, you might consider it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And especially again, if you've, if you've certain behaviours, should we call them, which put you at risk? Yeah, then you're wise to get the vaccine because the vaccine eighty five percent protection is tremendous. You know, so that's, that's the way to
0: think of it. Anyway. So we don't need to be too worried, but just need to be sensible.
1: Well, again, a lot of science happening. I mean, the, the mon- monkeypox was ignored of course, for a long time. It's in Africa, who cares? The usual awful inequity in the health system, you see. It was killing a few thousand people a year in Africa, by the way. Right. Mainly because they were malnourished because that suppresses the immune system. Very, you know, there were some deaths happening, but not much research was happening now, of course. Lots of labs are working on it, which just shows you how unfair just life is. Just because it's affecting white it's people. Yeah, it's yeah. And now they're learning a lot more about it. Now, now, there is a risk or a chance that it is in seminal fluid, say, or more in saliva, the, the, the virus hasn't changed, though. They can see it's the same old virus you see. But but now they're studying it. You never know. Maybe a certain percent of people, it ends up in their saliva. Now That means it's more transmissible then than just skin-skin contact, things like that. So lots of research is happening to try and study it more. But as I say, the good news is the smallpox vaccine works great. There's also a drug, actually like a therapy you can take again, once you have it yeah now then that's a that, that was discovered a few years ago it wasn't used widely that may become available as well a bit like you know taking them for a cold sore type thing you can yes, take, take okay. a tablet to help you as well so so again we're a lot, th- for those reasons we're a lot less worried about it because it's not gonna spread like wildfire and kill loads of people by no means, you know. And it's more the inconvenience of it, remember, is the issue. Than it yeah, does.
0: because it's much more sustained than like just five days isolation. Absolutely,
1: yeah. No, if you look, if you look at that, now, I myself didn't know much about the symptoms of monkeypox either. You're sick for three weeks, you're laid off with yeah. the awful symptoms like, a, like you've got the flu for three weeks, things like that, you know. So it's unpleasant. It's unpleasant
0: So while I have you, I'm going to take the opportunity to um, take you hostage for a minute and tell you about the merchandise that we are selling. We have notebooks and pens which are branded with the basically branding and you should buy them. You should buy them because it's a lovely notebook. Who doesn't need a notebook? If you are a Headstuff podcast member, if you buy the notebook, you get the pen for free. It supports me. It supports the podcast. It supports the producers, the people who work on the show and means that we can continue to make these podcasts and give them to you for free. If you want to become a Headstuff podcast member, if you get a lot from the podcast and you think, God, I'd like to support Stephanie and the podcast, you can become a Headstuff podcast member for five euro plus that. uh, Or you can give more if you want to go to headstuffpodcast.com and you can click register there and you pick a podcast. You can pick up to three podcasts or you can pick just one podcast. Say you pick my podcast, then you'll get my bonus material for free and all of the bonus material for all of the other podcasts on the network. So it's a really, really good deal. Five euro, all of these special podcasts. So if you want to do that, do it. I'll be very, very grateful. The people who are in the community, the Headstuff podcast members are my favourite people. They support the podcast. They mean that you can listen to this podcast for free. It's five euro a month. I'm going to stop talking now, but I really appreciate your support. Thank you. While I have you, we're going to just go off topic for a second before we come back to the doom and gloom. You are going to be at Electric Picnic. Yeah. Can you believe it? I can't believe it. No, you're such a rock star. Spreading. Main stage? Spreading.
1: No, no, no. Hang on (laughs) a minute. I think, I think it's called the L Fella stage. <laughs> Luke
0: O'Neill and the Metabolics.
1: It's the El, it's in the, it's called the Leviathan stage, by the way. Yeah. And it's, it's where they have these debates about politics and all kinds of things. You know? And then there's a whole science section as well. Usually they have this in, in the mind field, as it's called. So, and, th- and I've done it before, by the way. And this year we're having a big uh, quiz on science versus anti-science. I'll be captaining a team in that quiz. But then more excitingly, the Metabolics are going to play. All those old dad hits from the 70s.
0: What's your What's your opening number?
1: In, in in the Leviathan tent at 9 o'clock on the Friday and the Saturday. Everybody's welcome. If you want to get away from all the indie stuff you've never heard, bands and all these sort of track two of the difficult fourth album, come to us and you'll hear the Rolling Stones and the Beatles and all kinds of covers that we love, including the Pretenders. We had a big rehearsal on Saturday. You're going to have people queuing
0: up for selfies. Well, it, it, see, we,
1: we played before, by the way. This isn't the first time. It was 2019. I think wasn't it, and the tent was packed. And someone said to me, "Oh, we know these songs."
0: <laughs> yes. And are you, um, <laughs> are you staying over?
1: Oh God, yeah. Oh yes, absolutely. For, for Camping, three nights. Camping, C- uh, camper van. Uh, I've, I've, the last time I went, I was in a tent in the performers' field. That was absolutely horrendous because there's the two thousand performers anyway. The field was no different, full of nettles. Yeah. In a tent, <laughs> <laughs> I said, "I can't, I can't get up from a tent nowadays. No, so I'm can't. too old."
0: So you staying in a camper van. staying in a camper van. Yeah, a bit of luxury. Yeah, and so. what's the quiz?
1: The quiz, as I say, it's uh, myself and Eva MacLise, at a colleague of mine at Trinity, we're captaining the two teams. Who else and is on the team? I don't know. That's a good question. There, you, you should be there. Yeah, you do very them. well. I'll put I'll put a word in for you. Would uh, you go if you were asked? No, you would not.
0: I would if I was asked to be on a team, but I wouldn't stay over. Have you, do been
1: you know? Did you ever go uh, over the years?
0: No, I've performed at a few festivals like All Together Now and stuff, but right. I just go and I do my thing and then I get I out. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Now there are strange things. I mean, I, I, it's very noisy.
0: It's very me. noisy. Yeah,
1: and chaotic. I don't.
0: But I hold up really well oh, under scrutiny oh, in terms of quizzes. I'm yeah. very good. <laughs> You're great at
1: quizzes. I'm great at quizzes. <laughs> I should imagine you on the team. Yeah,
0: that's right. Yeah, so say um, that to
1: them. But yeah, there's a big science thing and there's a couple of science debates happening as well. I think there's a session called How to Cure a Hangover. <laughs> this kind of thing, you know, yeah. to keep the punters happy. So this this will be in the Leviathan stage. So uh, if you're on going on to Electric Saturday. Picnic,
0: make sure that you go down and you see Luke in the minefield tent and in yeah. the Leviathan tent and tell him that you're basically a basically listener.
1: Absolutely. Very welcome. Come along. We'll have a good time. We'll have a bit of a sing song, you know, and lift people. And, um, and there's a lot of excitement because it's the first one since the pandemic. Can you imagine? Uh, they want it to like, be the best, the best mask. in Europe. You know, the, the Irish should have the crack, shouldn't they? So uh, the hope is it's going to be great
0: fun. Hopefully, there won't be an outbreak of COVID. Now let's move back to the doom and gloom of viruses. What else is lurking? Shrewpox. Yeah, <laughs> shrewpox. Well, it seems like are they calling it shrewpox?
1: You see, before I met f- you, all those years ago now, it seems like fifty years ago now, I'd be watching this. You didn't. Even, we never spoke about it because it's always going on. There's always the viruses everywhere.
0: But sure, I constantly am sending you text messages. You are.
1: You're, you're, you're. a hyper. What about the shrewpox?
0: <laughs> I said, have
1: you got a pet shrew? <laughs> um, but yeah, there's a virus in shrew, right? Lots of viruses, and there's evidence that it jumped into a human now. I wouldn't worry about that at all by any means, but but there's such a focus now on viruses, isn't there probably reason. Do you think
0: that's the case? Like it, oh, this has always been it. the, ha- yeah, but yeah. now it's just like kind of fun. Everybody's gone bananas,
1: mad basically, is the thing. Gone and that was always the case. Now there is more work going on. so more stuff is being discovered, so we might speed at which these things are being discovered will be faster now maybe so there's more information coming because science is always active but it's especially active at the moment as you can imagine. Uh, The other worry we have is avian flu of course now there was an amazing piece in the Financial Times which I read on Saturday the birds are getting wiped out at the moment with this avian flu, it's H5N1
0: we had H five N one before. We did before.
1: Yeah. yeah. Now I just read, I didn't read this to myself, but I was like, so that the ga- whole gannet colonies of gannets are dying of flu, basically from this H five N one.
0: Yeah.
1: Now it's only in bird in, in birds. If that jumped into human, then we're we'll having another pandemic on our hands because and now it's flu based, you know. Okay. And that was always the fear pre COVID. The prediction was the pandemic would be flu. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't be a new virus, a coronavirus, you know. But now the avian virus is there, and and that's causing a stir. Did that know? just
0: never go away from when we had? Never our, went away. When. H- H5N1 was, because didn't we have to do loads of sterilizing of something?
1: We did. Well, there was a swine flu, you see.
0: That was the swine didn't flu you know, where you had to like stand in a disinfectant. That's right. You and the, to and
1: t- the, what you may remember back then, Steph, the, there, was, there was hand dispensers even at that time. Yeah. Know? And then that, that didn't turn out to be as troublesome, thankfully. you know? The worry would be these viruses, are they in a pig or in a bird? and they mutate and now they can jump into humans. That's what you don't want to happen because now we have a, a flu virus that's spread. It's more aggressive and spreading more among humans. And that might replace the flu that we have at the moment and be much more troublesome. So again, your, your flu people now are, are, are there as well, remember. They've been there for decades too.
0: But what are they doing about H5N1?
1: Well, they're keeping an eye on it, first of all, and taking more samples and trying to see if it's changing. And again, and it starts, no more than COVID, it begins with someone turning up in a hospital with a respiratory disease and you're trying to identify what that disease is. and It's usually just old-fashioned flu, you know. COVID was a brand new virus causing flu-like symptoms and then those Chinese scientists find it. You know? so, so now there's a lot more vigilance but Like
0: if I, if I rock into the matter, right, and I'm like, oh, I've got symptoms and they test me and they're like, well, it's not COVID. And then they, text me and they uh, test me and they're like, well, it's not flu. Yeah. Are they actually going to continue to test me until they find...
1: Not at the moment they won't. What 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 causes alarm is severe disease. So right, if you okay. got really sick and they couldn't type the virus, then they're worried. What the hell is this? Is it a new virus? And that's what happened in China. You see.
0: But would they do that in Ireland or is it just the Chinese I think it's they a good
1: question yeah, I hope so I, 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 hope I they just were. can't
0: imagine them being like we're going to get to the bottom of this to, like we're going to use yeah. all of our resources That's right
1: and we want, everybody's leave is cancelled Yeah <laughs> um, just so we can I, Well the, the, that's why you need consultants remember they're, they're the most advanced doctors because they're looking for new things and trying to discover new
0: 1,000 vacant consultant posts well, in Ireland precisely Different and, and podcasts they, And they've got the
1: training room And have got years of, so they, they'll be looking out for funny clinical features that a junior doctor might not spot because he's inexperienced and if they see really well, and that's in China, this happened with COVID, they noticed this wasn't like the flu. They realised pretty quickly it looked a bit like flu, but there were clinical features that made it different. And then finally, they, they isolate the virus and, and, and a tour de force, really it was, you know, to isolate the brand new virus. And, and now, is it happening in Ireland? You'd hope it would be, yeah. and I think it does happen. I mean The doctors, if they can't diagnose something, or can't type a a bacterial virus then then they'll they'll make a record of it for sure because I feel like
0: sometimes there's so many like people come in with all sorts of things now not viruses necessarily but Everything is just called fibromyalgia, you know. That like, yep. if I can't tell you what it is, I'm just going to call it, fibro- it fibromyalgia. Fibromyalgia, or
1: that's, that's a great giveaway that they don't know. That means yeah. they don't know what it is, basically.
0: <laughs> that's the name you give something. It's true, yeah. But so again, I, that's why I don't believe that they'll get to the root of something.
1: Well, if the person recovers and gets discharged, then the problem goes away. Remember, So right, it's more okay. along those lines, you know. It's only, it's, it's, it can be just about severity is a key driver of this in a way, but it's it's difficult though. And trying to find a new virus isn't easy, you know. They cultured that coronavirus in China and then sequenced the RNA and said, hang on a minute. This has never new. seen this before. So there was very clever virology guys there who could spot that and say, there's something new here. And then the whole thing then takes off, you see. So.
0: And then it was two weeks to flatten the curve. And here we are. Here
1: we still are. <laughs> that's right. um,
0: so that's COVID, monkeypox, yep, true truepox, H5N1. Yeah. Anything else you need to in, be concerned about? In the
1: world of viruses. Um, what else would be on my mind at the moment? It's mainly now about the vaccination campaign for definite and telling everybody over fifty five because if the call's gone out now, if you're over fifty five, go for your booster. And that's so important. And the reason is the immunity definitely wanes a bit since your last shot. And winter's coming. And winter's coming. And there's a good chance you might pick it up and then get it. But if you had
0: COVID in the interim.
1: You gotta wait four months. Okay. that's the current guideline there So that, and stick to that yeah basically so wait the four months and then, then go and get your booster is the advice for definite as the winter comes on now, now the, the, what, there's a couple of reasons for this one is to save yourself from getting sick but to take the pressure off the health system everybody in hospital with COVID is occupying a bed which could be occupied by something much more serious that can't be prevented.
0: Like H5N1. Like, exactly. (laughs) Precisely, yes. Like avian flu.
1: When you think about, well, I won't take the vaccine, you're you're mainly taking the vaccine to to, to not be be selfish in a way and say, look, there's someone else who's got cancer, dying of a horrible disease who could be in the bed I'm now occupying and I, I could have prevented me being in that bed by taking the vaccine, that's a that's a
0: great justification for
1: vaccination, as well as all the other reasons. By the way, you see, yeah. So, and the, and the I other do cr-
0: think a lot of people think, oh, look, I've had three of them. I um, had my first two, and then I had my booster, and sure, look, I'm grand. Yeah.
1: No, I, th- I think the, the advice would be get the booster. Yeah. If not for yourself, then for the ho- someone else who might end up in that hospital bed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other big thing that's happening by far, that's very exciting, is the one that will stop. Transmission. So these are intranasal vaccines, right?
0: Yeah. When are they coming out? There are
1: 12 of those being tested as we speak. Mm -hmm. Four are in phase three, which is the last phase of all the safety first, remember. So very careful. So phase three is running now on four of them. I'd hope they'll report in the next month or so. If they work, they will take over the vaccine world because they will stop you getting sick and also stop you getting infected in the first place because they stop the nose getting infected basically. They, they wake up the immune system in your nose as well as in your lungs so if you inhale a bit of virus it's killed on contact kind of thing and, and the virus can't get a foothold no symptoms and the virus is now gone and then you won't spread it to someone else. There's a massive push on for that in America. They're calling it warp speed 2. You see because yeah. they haven't put the warp speed behind it yet. It was a big thing in the White House about three weeks ago. They brought together all the scientists and all the drug companies were assembled. Get on with it basically. Let's get this vaccine that will stop infection and stop disease and that's that's the really beautiful thing to aim for and I'm very optimistic that I get there because the ones they've tested so far work great in animals they'll stop the, the monkeys basically getting infected which is great to see because they've uh, evidence in animals S- sadly as you know we do stuff in animals initially and we minimise it but that's the first place you start and it worked in the monkeys great so now you why know. would you
0: choose monkeys over mice because we're closer because, to them close, yeah, like genetically yeah, right, that's okay. right.
1: the m- mice have a different nose then. have you noticed I <laughs> have <laughs> the snout.
0: Monkeys have a different nose The snout nose is a well. bit
1: different. Um, I think the monkey nose would we'll have a discussion on comparing different noses. I think the monkey nose is similar to the, But the immune system is very similar to that. They're, clo- they're close to us, obviously.
0: But we test loads of things on mice and then deem them safe for human consumption.
1: We do indeed. Now, mice are very useful. And in fact, in my lab, again, we minimise it. We have mouse models of Alzheimer's and Parkinson's. The mice develop those symptoms. And you can test a new drug in them then, you see, before you go to humans because just in case it's not safe.
0: But why aren't you testing on monkeys if they're closer to very, very
1: expensive, extremely expensive to work. And, and again, you want to limit monkey suffering. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, they're very close to us. So you you minimize monkeys as much well as you can. So we we didn't go to monkeys in the end.
0: Where do you get your mice?
1: We, you can buy them.
0: But are they specifically lab mice?
1: Lab mice. They're they're a special breed of mouse. All
0: right. Okay. See.
1: And we treat them very well. They're, Until God, they're, you kill them. They're, they're, they're fed the best food they're in the best cages and and We minimise it them because because there's an issue about using animals we absolutely minimise we mainly don't work on animals we work on human cells that's much closer to the real thing Petri but dish. occasionally if you have a new medicine you've got to go for safety first and the vaccines as well safety first obviously so that that can just that justifies their use to some people some people sit against it or but the truth is you can't go straight to humans because it could be harmful yeah. so you got to go through that step and also prove that your drug might work remember before you go to humans so our experimental medicine worked in three models of Parkinson's in mice. Our anti-inflammatory worked in those three models. Tremendous result, you know. And now we're doing a trial in humans in Parkinson's. You see. We couldn't have done the trial
0: without doing in the unless
1: mice. Unless we did the mice. In fact, and, and the regulator won't allow it either, by the way. It's not as if you, you could bypass this.
0: I wonder if vegans take medicine
1: I suspect they do don't they because like, if they're really sick they'd be wise to take a medicine wouldn't
0: <laughs> but, they but they can't, how can they justify that if it's, it's been tricky. tested on a mouse I yeah, Almost asked a, the vegans in my life
1: yeah you can understand that they didn't because <laughs> yeah. of their, 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 their view of things I guess
0: what else do we need to know before
1: well, we leave now we the, 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 ok so the final thing to remember the what will we call this the the golden ticket is that a good phrase or what's the phrase well you have to tell me what it is first the best thing ever will be a vaccine that stops infection and stops you getting sick and works against any coronavirus it's called the pan-coronavirus vaccine
0: that would mean we'd never get colds again
1: we'd never get colds again precisely and there's several of those in development as well by the way and some of them are showing promise so if we're lucky when we come out of this finally you think we're out of itself. You've forgotten about it, haven't you? <laughs> I,
0: I'm, I, I had COVID in do, do you, do it, May, June. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, since then, I'm just like, I'm bulletproof. I'm done with this. I'm, I'm the done, same, by this. the way.
1: You might find this surprising. Even I go, God almighty. But I am following all the science. But but ultimately, that'll be the end of COVID because you will have a vaccine, one squirt up the nose, you might get two boosters like other vaccines. Bang, no more coronaviruses. Including Ever. COVID. And remember, that's important. Just in case there's a virus, as we speak, lurking in a vat in some cave. And that's a new coronavirus that can affect a human. And we're back to square one. Can you imagine if that happened? I mean, back to square one again. Yeah, yeah. It's SARS-CoV-3. Three. Now, that's a horrible prospect. But this this universal vaccine should work against any coronavirus. And that Who means are these companies and how, happen again. how likely is it? All the big... Companies are involved in this, uh, but the most promising one, which I spoke about before, is the US Army. Oh, nice. Now, the US Army has a massive research division because their soldiers die of things, you see. Yeah. And they, as you may remember, in history, soldiers often died of infections more than a bullet wound, one getting killed with a bullet, you know? Mm -hmm. So the Army has invested in vaccines for decades. They've announced, and that's about three months ago. A pan coronavirus universal vaccine, which work great again, monkeys work really well. So there's one example of one that's in development, and then you—it's all under the wire because these are commercially sensitive things, you know. But you see the odd little thing saying, "Oh, well, each company's trying to develop one because that would take over the whole market as well." For them, it's, it's lucrative in a way because mm-hmm. that would take over the entire vaccine market.
0: Oh, I forgot to ask you before I let you go polio
1: yes the other Polio's one polio is
0: back there's so many
1: there's <laughs> so many there's so
0: much to talk about there's there? so much to fear
1: polio well again nothing to worry about here just make sure your children get the polio vaccine that's the bottom line here because there's evidence in London and New York of a decrease in uptake of the polio vaccine mainly because of misinformation the usual thing so so the anti-vax lobby or whatever you want to call them they've gone after polio now now this is, this is devastating this was the is the horrendous disease that, like, horrendous if you talk to your grandparents
0: or I like, can't. Well, nor <laughs> can I. I
1: don't, you know what I mean? But that generation—they were terrified of it because paralysis. Children were being paralysed, and they would turn up with a doctor's surgery, and within a few months, that child was paralysed, and the doctor could do nothing to stop it. No treatments. The Vax Sulk fantastic you know comes along saving two, two vaccines emerge in the 50s and the polio brilliant but now, but
0: not globally right polio is still an globally. issue yeah, not globally they, 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 they've got very India. close
1: to eliminating it like smallpox actually yeah. okay. and in fact Africa is cleared of it now they reckon parts of India and various spots around the world are still polio happening but the vaccine is tremendously successful you see but now there's evidence now the evidence strangely they're detecting polio in the sewage system. But guess what? It's the vaccine they're detecting. Now, that might sound a bit strange, right? There's a live vaccine you can use, you see, for polio and a dead vaccine, a dead virus rather, mm-hmm. live and dead. Okay? The live one can actually spread between people. It doesn't make you very sick, but it can spread. But it
0: spreads, but that's a good thing because then you're
1: also that's right. Yeah, it's it's safe from from person to person. Uh, But if you're vaccinated, you won't pick up the live one. Do you know what I mean? You're protected against the live one as well. So the evidence of the live vaccine appearing in sewage is evidence of. Nobody, a, a decrease in uptake of the vaccine because people oh. are getting infected with the vaccine strange as it may
0: seem. Which they wouldn't be if they were vaccinated themselves. Exactly.
1: So it's the evidence that the vaccine rate has dropped. And in London for example, I think three of the boroughs where they've measured this stuff on the sewage, they've evidence that the polio vaccine uptake has gone down. And, th- and that that that's the most likely reason now why this live vaccine has gone up. Now, they don't use the live vaccine much. I, I would have the live vaccine myself. On the sugar cube, that's the one was the live one. Okay. I had it as a child. In, in in Europe they've replaced it with the dead one the inactivated one but certain countries still use cuz it's still a very effective use and it's more convenient mm-hmm. so probably someone came in from india maybe or somewhere into london and gave it to someone who hadn't been vaccinated Isn't that amazing and uh, and then it goes into the sewage the person doesn't get sick though remember the, the, the live there's no evidence that the live vaccine can make you make give you polio really no, but it's extremely just rare cases It can just to make that clear very rare it's a very safe vaccine but still if you, if people are picking it up it means they haven't been vaccinated
0: which means that they could pick up polio. The, if the nasty they came one, precisely. Thing. It's more
1: than nasty when you're worried I think
0: it's because it's probably like my generation who are now having children who have never seen polio, right. never heard of polio, and therefore don't believe that it's real. Isn't and there they're there. like, yeah. I'm not going to vaccinate my child.
1: Well, re- when I teach this to the students, actually, if you read about the 50s with people being paralysed, so, so a, a polio outbreak would happen, say in Dublin, right? Mm-hmm. They'd close all the swimming pools because it's waterborne. Right, and every child was made stay home for three months. They couldn't leave their houses just in case they picked it up. You see, it's horrendous. One great phrase I read from an American writer was, uh, "Summer became winter for us children if there was a polio outbreak because they were locked up in their houses. They couldn't go out. And if you caught it, there's a good chance of paralysis. And they were talking your lungs are paralyzed. People in these iron lungs that that was polio. Yeah, people with braces on their legs. It was horrendous, you know. And the vaccine stopped all that. So, so and you're right. though no, I don't. We don't remember that at all. But but if we could talk to our grandparents, they thought that was horrendous. I mean the famous one I know about is Ian Jury from and the blockheads he, he caught polio in 1949 there was a swimming pool where he lived and loads of kids got infected from that pool and many ended up paralysed including him he how does car. it
0: water like the water touching your skin or do you have to like inhale Inha- the water swallow it Right. Okay.
1: it's in the gut actually the virus spreads through your gut mainly okay. and then goes into your nervous system and that's where the paralysis happens
0: so, so this means people
1: are peeing in the pool they're peeing in the pool or spitting I suppose, or, oh, or whatever it might be Yeah. The, the, any fluid any bodily fluid will carry the virus you see into yeah. the sewage system and then swimming pool. but Ian Jury was a great example of this and and then he I love him as, as a musician I've always loved him um, hit me with your rhythm stick but he wrote a famous song called Spasticus Autisticus do you ever this song no it was for the Special Olympics actually and they asked him to write an anthem and he did and it's called Spasticus Autisticus and it was a bit offensive to some people but he once said look I, 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 You know, I, I, I'm partially oh, yeah. paralysed. I'm, I'm going to sing about this, you know. It was yeah. a great song, really, you know. But he was an example of some, just a child in a swimming pool, caught polio, and then ended up, almost died, as well, remember, because the mortality rate's high as well. So again, the message has to be, it's in the 6-in-1 vaccine in Ireland. Let's make that clear. If you bring your child to be vaccinated, it's in the vaccine called the 6-in-1, which has six different vaccines in, great protection. So the message from the polio at the moment is... Um, please as ever take the vaccine it's, it's not as if polio is going to be rampant uh, but please take the vaccine Is the message there
0: well that's enough cheer for today I suppose um, I'll get you back on <laughs> the next time I read something in a paper that freaks me out yeah
1: always happy to help definitely. just reassure you, you
0: yeah say. so that's our poxcast for today um Luke O'Neill as ever thank you so much and uh, we'll get Luke back um, if there's any other things that we need to worry about yep. uh, watch our, this
1: space as usual
0: <laughs> watch this space and every other space around you and don't go into swimming pools and don't go in near any gannets <laughs> um, our music is by Only Rune. our graphic design is by Kahalo Gara we're produced by Julie Hassett and we're part of the Headstuff Podcast Network see you next week